Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. This is the Dream Huge Podcast, show number eight. I, I think, first of all, you have to dream to have goals, you know. Um, I, I can't imagine going through life and not thinking about where I want to be in the future. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Justin Bigelow with Mark Gray and co-host Pete Peterson. Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast. Uh, today, we had attorney John Boyd, local attorney here in Mansfield, Ohio. Um, great interview. Learned a lot about John today. I didn't know him really too much until today, and I learned a lot about John, and he's a good figure. I like him. Yeah, we're we're still fine tuning our um, outline question outline, you know, and I like that because we have a ton of we have a, two pages full of questions here for our guests, and we tend to and if the guest is a good talker and yeah. a good guest, we end up actually scratching about half the questions mm-hmm. um, because they really f- can fill easily fill a half hour to an hour with their knowledge and content and um, where John was coming from. Um, several different um, perspectives on different things that you wouldn't even think an attorney would dive into, but super cool stuff about the brain, how the brain works, um, physical fitness, um, a little bit of rock and roll in there as well, and a lot of, you know, attorney stuff which we always... All of us have questions about that type of thing, and it's nice to be able to sit down with an attorney. It didn't cost us a dime. He did this for free yes. um, and gave us his time, so um, a lot of interesting stuff on there. What, what stuck out to you, Mark? What stuck out to me was his whole philosophy when it comes to life and everything but that he was trying to put out there about helping people. I mean, that is his job is to help people, but he's talking about helping people mentally in every which way. Yes, yes. He had the cards, um, a version of Cards Against Humanity, right? A clean version. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about those. Um, and he also had an interesting perspective on fear, which I think that uh, will inspire many of you. Um, so you'll have to listen and check that out. Yeah, guys. So uh, stay tuned. I'm just going to ask you to subscribe and you know, like, subscribe on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our website. Facebook page, Dream Huge Realty, Instagram, Dream Huge Realty. So, uh, you know, do all that cool stuff and stay tuned for more episodes. We want to hear some feedback, guys. So let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, comment on where you see it. Drop a review, drop a comment. Make the show better. So without further ado, let's get into it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dream Huge podcast hosted by Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. We don't always talk real estate, folks. We love to share success stories from other entrepreneurs, movers, shakers, and influencers. Hopefully, these interviews and stories will help to motivate and inspire you to dream huge. So today, we welcome our special guest, attorney John Boyd. How you doing, John? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mark and Justin? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Everybody's checked in. We're doing good. Okay, quickly, a little bit about John, Um, and I took this right off your website, John. Attorney Boyd represents individuals and small businesses in Mansfield, Ohio, and the surrounding Richland, Ashland, Crawford, and Morrow counties. He handles matters such as criminal charges, divorce and custody disputes, or the inability to pay bills due to disability, job loss, or credit card debt. If you are starting a new business, need help due to a difficult employment situation, or want to write a will, Attorney Boyd can help. It's a lot of stuff. How was that? Does that pretty much sum it up? That's what we do. All right, let's call it a wrap, boys. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> See you on the next website. Episode. <laughs> the website is attorneyboy.com. That's attorneyboy.com. There you go. No, and John has uh, helped me out tremendously in the past, um, and he just sat down with us and the team um, as we all kind of picked his brain from and for any current matters that we have going on. Um, and John was gracious enough to give us some of his time today. Um, and uh, answer some questions for us. So, 
John, you know, feel like you, we're actually friends from uh, years back. We were old neighbors um, off, of, off of Rocky Rill, off of Middle Belleville. Um, but you can feel very comfortable and approachable when working with John. Um, he will listen to your story and let you know um, if it's worth pursuing or not. So I love that. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, John, and a little bit about your business. Sure. Um, I'm a Lexingtonite. I'm from Mansfield, pretty much born and raised. I've been here uh, pretty much my whole life. Uh, I've been practicing law now for 17 years, um, going on 17, um, really loving what I do. I've been working out of my own law practice now for the past six years or so. Um, and yeah, I just, I love helping people, solving problems, um, helping people get healthy. You know, people make bad decisions sometimes and they wind up coming to me um, because sometimes there are legal consequences that go with bad decisions. So um, one of the things I enjoy is not only solving problems, but helping people gain insight to prevent future problems from arising. Gotcha. I mean, you, you're, you're a lot of similarities between a real estate business and your business. Um, you truly do have a servant's heart, correct? Oh, yeah. I, I love doing um, my job. Hasn't always been that way. Uh, I hope it, it stays this way now. But, um, you know, a lot of the joy that I have comes from just experience. Um, and when I was younger, I didn't know sometimes all the, the best practices and, and the best ways to help people. You know, always worked my hardest, but um, it's been more enjoyable as the years have gone on um, because I'm in a position now where I can really um, make an impact in people's lives. And yeah, it's a service industry. So the better I can serve people, you know, the better outcomes, um, the, the more work I get. Uh, it's just kind of a uh, repetitive cycle. Yep. Keep on helping others and it'll all come back to you, man. I know how that works. So we do have a lot of real estate folks on here listening to these podcasts, even though we don't always talk real estate. And Justin had a good question for you earlier. Um, he asked, are you a real estate attorney? Sure. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Of course. Um, I remember the question. Um, no, I'm not a real estate attorney, so to speak. Um, there are only a very few narrow areas where an attorney can hold them out as a specialist. Um, and uh, real estate uh, is not one of them. Uh, so there are no uh, specialized attorneys in that area. Um, the, the question is, is more so really, uh, what is an attorney, attorney's experience? Um, and I have kind of a broad area of experience. Um, as you read earlier on the website there, we advertise a number of different things, sure. uh, whether it be domestic relations, bankruptcy, criminal work. Um, those are kind of the big three that we do. Uh, I call them uh, people practice because uh, it's just people who have matters that need help with. Uh, but we also do small businesses and with that, um, you know, a lot of times we see uh, simple purchase agreements. Uh, we'll do closings when there are uh, land transfers, uh, authoring deeds, uh, things of that nature. So I love that. So, so uh, if it's, it would be wise to not be just a real estate attorney. In other words, um, you provide answers and problem solving for all of these folks, um, whether it be personal, business, real estate, you name it. Um, you can help with that. But um, with with respect to real estate specifically, you can help out real estate agents who may have problems um, with contracts or landlords who may have to do evictions. Um, and you have experience in all of that as well. I do all of the above. Yeah, I've represented agents. Um, I've represented brokers. Um, I've done evictions, uh, you know, representing property managers. And then uh, also the individual consumer, um, just a you know, buyer or seller, uh, people get into disputes. Uh, sometimes even people get in disputes with neighbors and, you know, we try to help people solve their problems, uh, ideally short of court, but a lot of what I do is go to court too. So, Let's go all the way back and learn a little bit of, more about John Boyd. Where was John Boyd born? Uh, born in Lexington, Kentucky. Moved here when I was five years old, uh, so I claim Mansfield. I, you know, pretty much born and raised here. Yeah. Um, but I went to Lexington uh, High School, 
went to Lexington Kindergarten. So, um, and I still reside there today. Um, so I haven't gone too far, uh, but I love the community. There's what year not, did you graduate Lexington? Year 2000. 2000. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, you're Lexington for life, Mansfielder for life so far. Tell me a little bit about your family. Well, I'm married. I have four kids, uh, all boys, ages 11 down to 15 months. Wow. What's uh, the secret to oh having man. all boys? I don't know. <laughs> What's the it's, trick to that? You know, I, I wish I could tell you. I'd keep doing it, but no. <laughs> you, um, Some, Liz, that, Liz isn't begging you for a little princess? No, no. And I hear more and more now, she's like, John, you replicated yourself. <laughs> And that's not a good thing. Multiple you know? times. She, she doesn't say that with joy. No, she's... <laughs> with dread. She yeah. loves you. No, well, oh, she does love me, but she also uh, puts up with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. How do you hope to inspire others with, with your success story? Well, that's a, that's a multifaceted question. Yep. Um, because my story, in one hand, is still being written. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it would depend on the person who is listening. Um, I've learned a lot as I've gotten older. Um, when I was younger, it was about attaining goals, you know, becoming a lawyer was one of my goals, um, getting out of school. And, um, one of my current goals now is getting out of debt, you know, paying off the mortgage and car loans and things like that. Um, so those are some goals I've had, but the older I've gotten, I have placed a greater um, just importance on health. And when I say health, I mean, you know, holistic health, uh, not just eating right, although I've been more conscious. I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 next year uh, or this summer, actually. Um, so I've, you know, I've been trying to eat right before my hormones start fighting me and I, you know, uh, can't lose weight. Um, health is also sleeping right. It is really engaging with the people that are around us. I think that's the most critical thing that I've learned is um, it's meaningful to have deep relationships with people. So I guess John Boyd today, if I were to inspire listeners, it would be to be healthy, to engage with the people around you and, um, you know, invest in people. Um, I, I think that's the most rewarding thing. It's nice to be rewarded with a nice house or a uh, fancy car or whatever, but that's not, there's no sustaining or lasting value in those things. Those things will rust, you know, moth will destroy. Um, the things that really matter are the people. Um, and when you see somebody that you've invested in and, um, you know, they flourish, um, it makes you feel good because um, you're paying it forward and you're seeing that the things you've learned along the way are, are helping others meet their goals and again, just kind of create that reaction, uh, a feedback reaction where what I've done feeds the next person and that feeds the next person. And Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know, it's all about relationships. You know, we're in the real estate relationship. I was told early on, it's not about selling houses. It's about helping people. It's a relationship business. Absolutely. Just like you say. Yeah. You know, we got problems. The more people you know, the more help you can get. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we have legal problems, we know who to call. <laughs> Well, I hope you will uh, not have legal problems. Call me if you do. <laughs> I always have to tell people that. It's like, you know, I hope you don't have to call me. But, right. But we do do nice things. We do wills. Yeah. So even if even if you have no legal issues, uh, you can still have a will done. And uh, that's a good thing to think about. Some good uh, preservation paperwork stuff. Yeah. For, uh, you know, when you pass and when you're finally gone and leave it on for the legacy. That's right. Yeah, we talked about that, right? And how important it is to avoid probate, correct? Um, get get with John um, Boyd, attorney here, attorneyboyd.com, because he can help you get everything. It's important to be organized way beforehand. Know where your deeds are, what properties are what, um, what's going to whom, correct, John? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, probate can be a four-letter word. Uh, people are afraid of paying taxes, that's usually not a huge issue. Um, you have to have uh, $10 million plus to be worried about taxes of that nature, death taxes. Um, and, I, and I don't do uh, heavy-duty trusts for tax avoidance, but I've always told my clients, you know, if I find that uh, $10 million client, I'll learn. 
we'll figure that out together. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right, right. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. I'm willing yeah, yeah, to yeah. learn. No, I get yeah. that. But uh, no, people, people like to avoid probate. Um, not only are they afraid of tax consequences, which usually isn't a big issue, but they're also afraid of somebody like a judge or the state of Ohio through the law uh, deciding who's going to get their stuff um, rather than them deciding maybe through a will. And even if you have a will, a will still will go through probate. So there are things you can do beyond just having a will. Um, we call it probate avoidance. You can do a transfer on death affidavit for a house, which is something that we do for people. Um, go to the bank, get a POD bank account set up, payable on death. And you should talk to an attorney when you endeavor to do something like that because you really need an attorney. You don't want to go to LegalZoom. Um, I'm aware they exist, but for example, I'm going to give you an, uh, just a real life practical tip. Uh, get an attorney, talk to someone like myself. Uh, I had a couple in my office this morning and um, they wanted to make some arrangements uh, with estate planning. Wanted to do a will, wanted to do a transfer on death affidavit. And uh, so they're telling me about their house and it was in, um, uh, they thought it was in survivorship deed. They thought both their names were on it. And so I'm like, okay, well, if it's a survivorship deed, we can do a transfer on death affidavit, which we explored doing. Um, However, then I actually pulled the deed records and we learned together that their names weren't on the property. Only one oh. of their names was on the property. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I thought we took care of this 20 years ago. Yeah. I'm like, well, I hate to tell you. I mean, I'm glad yeah. you came and saw me because we can fix this. Yep. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and that's, that's the important part of, like you mentioned, legal Zoom. So I liken that to our Zestimate, right, in our what business. Is, what is that? So LegalZoom Legal is automated, basically, all the documents on the website. It's a, and you can click which document you want, transfer on death or whatever. And it's automated, though. Similar to a Zestimate, it's automated. Why is a real estate agent important? Because we can dive into the actual sold comps and give you an actual estimate of your property, not a Zestimate, which is an AVM, automated valuation model. Um, correct, John. The legal Zoom is just generic forms. Yeah, I, I frankly I don't know exactly what's on legal Zoom. Um, they may have some aspect where you can talk to a lawyer on there, and a lawyer can get in and pull deed records like I did this morning. Um, I don't want to speak to what they do because I'm not sure. But um, you know, earlier I was talking about relationships, and it's nice when you can just pick up the phone and call the lawyer that works down the road who knows where the courthouse is and where the deed records are kept and uh, doesn't have to look up a web address to go finding something. Um, I do this kind of stuff day in and day out. And, you know, if you have a relationship with your lawyer, if somebody calls me, um, I pride myself on getting back to them very quickly because uh, lawyers get a bad rap. They don't return phone calls a lot. There's, that's kind of a reputation that they'll have. Yeah. And um, so I, you know, I have a very personal relationship uh, with, I want to say all my clients, but really as many clients as possible as time permits. And if you need me, you can talk to me. Yeah, I can speak to that for sure. You know, John's always been willing to help me at the drop of a hat, and I'm very appreciative for that. So, uh, John, you know, we here at uh, the Dreaming Huge podcast, we're all about dreaming huge. How did dream Dreaming Huge uh help you obtain your goals yeah so um i i think first of all you have to dream to have goals you know um i i can't imagine going through life and not thinking about where i want to be in the future um it's like a foreign concept to me mm -hmm. when i was in uh undergrad you know i got out of high school i'll tell a quick story um i wanted to be in a rock and roll band I was in a punk rock band in high school, and we actually played at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, cool! I mean, we like nice. we had some success for you know high school kids. That's a big deal. We yeah. need we need videos, please. <laughs> I have some video laying around. Nice. I can, yeah, bring me back. Oh, uh, I got the guitar out there too. There. Oh, okay. We can put a little live. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, we'll think about it. Uh, Okay, no, so back to the no, rock and roll dreams. Yeah, so I was in this rock and roll band. I didn't become a rock and roll singer. That's, uh, I don't know if you want me singing in here. In fact, I got made fun of. <laughs> 
for my singing. So I thought, you know, I want to be in the music industry, clearly, because I'm 18 and I'm amazing, right? So, right. But uh, people don't think I'm the greatest singer. So I thought, I'm going to get in the back door. I'm going to become a lawyer, and I'm going to be an agent, and I'm going to represent musicians, and I'm going to get myself in through the back door. Nice. So that was why I wanted to go to law school. Is that right? That, that's, that's a unique look. That, yeah, you wanted to be a rock star attorney. I was dreaming to yeah be in the the recording industry, to be in the entertainment business. Uh, so that was like my dream. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, you know, I remember going to college, thinking like I am paying money. I got all this work I need to get done. All these different classes, this assigned reading papers I got to write, and I am paying money to do this. This is nuts. I need to get out of here. Like, I just want to rock and roll on the stage. Yes. That's way more fun. So I, I worked very hard in undergrad to get through quickly because I knew if, if, I, if I did it in two years and paid two years worth of t- tuition, I'm going to pay less money than if I stay in school four, five, six years. Mm-hmm. So my, my first dream was getting the music business. Um, so I hustled to get through college. And I got through in two years in undergrad. And then I went to law school. You've never seen the movie Van Wilder, I take it. You know, some I have not. <laughs> he, he takes like 12 oh, years man. to get oh, through undergrad. Okay, yeah. Because okay. he enjoys it so much. That, I know the premise there, yeah. Yes. You did just the opposite. Yeah, I was like, I am paying money to do this. Make it stop. <laughs> right. So I got out quick. And then I knew I wanted to go to law school, so I did that. And then once I got to law school, I realized the dream of being in the record industry, you know, that'd be cool. But I found other passions. I found at that time I wanted to be a personal injury lawyer. Um, I I won't go into detail, but it was just an area of the law that really interested me. People who are harmed by other people and compensating them, making things right. So I, you know, did some personal injury work at a law firm when I was in law school. And, um, you know, just kind of one dream led to another. And... um, you know, my first job offer was here in Mansfield. I worked for the late Jim Mayer as an assistant prosecuting attorney. I did that for three years. And um, just kind of, you know, never stop thinking about where you want to be and coming up with a way to get there. And it's okay if you don't wind up there. You know, things can change. But um, I can never imagine just sitting around, sitting back, and not pursuing something yeah just sitting on the couch doing nothing yeah yeah, get up move and you know put a plan into place and do it yeah well it's pretty cool those dreams definitely those rock and roll dreams inspired your legal career dreams so and you followed through on that so that's awesome um what advice would you give to someone to a young person out there who wants to become an attorney study um i mean I say that kind of be funny, but it's true. Um, being a lawyer requires a higher education, so you got to you know graduate high school, graduate undergraduate college, and then you have to go to law school. And law school lasts three years, so you have to be willing to do school. You have to like school, or at least be capable of getting through it. So there's no speeding up the law school. That's three years either way you look at it or... They, so supposedly I could have gotten through in two and a half. And I thought about that, but I thought there's no reason to... Just for six months getting out quicker to uh, break myself. So I thought I'll just do the three years. And there. to try and rush this, let's, let's, ta- let's do slow it, it right. down. Let's absorb it. Let's engulf <laughs> ourselves in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Huh. So... Um, uh, yeah, so a lawyer, they you know, they have to be interested in um, obviously being able to do school. Then there's a test that comes at the end of the, it's the bar exam. That takes two and a half days. So it's like a serious test, and you have to study for that. For Once you get out of school, you study another three, four, five months, like a full-time job just to pass this test. Um, so So on a professional level, that's what it takes to do this. Traits that would make a good lawyer would be somebody who likes to argue. Um, they're everywhere these days. So get on <laughs> Facebook. Keep, yeah. Those are keyboard warriors, Keep, though. Yeah. We need people who can have the guts to argue in real life in front of an audience. That's right. Yeah. My yeah. family said I should be an attorney. Yeah. Hey, it, it, if you're arguing. But I didn't want to go to law school forever. Yeah. I'm doing what's kind of without the law degree. Yeah. Well, you're doing uh, very similar to what I do, which is. 
you're dealing with people daily. People, everybody needs something, and you're a professional there to provide a service to deliver what they need. Yeah. And if you do a good job, the word gets out, and you get more work. That's right. Yep. So, but yeah, uh, I guess final thoughts on being a lawyer. You, you know, do school, do the bar. You, you got to be willing to think critically, to argue. And then the last thing I'll say is you got to like reading and writing. There's a lot of reading and writing tends to be in the mm -hmm. law. And even if you're not writing, a lot of interpretation. Mm. So That's great advice for all you aspiring attorneys out there. Appreciate that, John. Um, before we head into the huge four in the rapid fire round, do you have anything else you'd like to touch on or discuss about your, yourself personally or the business? I don't have an agenda or nothing in particular here today, um, but you know we were talking before the show about health, and um, so one of the things I thought I'd share, if that's okay. Yes, please. Um, I have these; they're called Talking Matters cards, and um, they're put out by a nonprofit here in Man, well, Ashland, Ohio, and the nonprofit's called Spirit-Driven.org. That's their website, Spirit Driven. Um, and they have they put out these different cards. Let me see a stack of one of those. Sure. Mm -hmm. So th it's like a deck of playing cards, basically, but instead of um, you know numbers and uh, royalty on the cards, the cards have thought inspiring questions um, that are designed to help people go deeper in relationship with one another. Uh, the reason I brought them over, Pete, is I know you. Um, you're a big teamwork guy and you like to have meetings with your gang and like really, you know, develop one another. And so these cards, I, I use these in my office with my team to um, uh, just go deeper with each other, get to know each other better, talk about what makes us tick as people. And um, it, it's been a lot of fun. This is great. We could even use these right here on the podcast, you know, yeah. and I'm thinking I can use them with my family as well. Th there's actually a deck for kids. Yeah. There are decks about church. So, the, for example, Pete, you're holding the money deck right now. So yeah. this deck's all about money. So I'll read off a couple of these, just to give you an example. Um, People at home, answer them yourself. Yeah. How do you become a person who is not attached to money or stuff? Question mark. Okay, that would be one for a talking point. Another one, for example, who do you know who doesn't have much money but gives a lot? Question That's a good one. And, it is, and like we, you said, it doesn't say money. It just says gives a lot. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be money that they're giving. Um, so, yeah, great. I, I love this. And these are nice. These are like um, actual playing card consistency. You Correct. can't see them on the podcast, but they're like glossy card stock. You could literally whip these out and have a game of poker if they had the... The, the, the numbers, numbers and the suits them. Yeah. on them. Yeah. You know, you can shuffle these just like cards. So this is pretty cool. It's local business as well, or local um, company yeah. um, putting these out. So, yeah, yeah it's very cool. Where can you get these? Uh, through Spirit Driven. Um, if You can reach out to me. I'm, I'm actually on the board of that uh, organization. It's a nonprofit in Ashland. You can check out their website again. That's spirit-driven, spirit-driven.org. Um, but I have contact information as well. If, if you want to hit me up, I'm th this, again, this stuff is all designed to be healthy with the people that you work with or that you are in your family or you go to church with, um, if you have a small group. Um, so I, I'm pretty passionate about, uh, going deeper with people and yeah, reach out to me if you have questions. Sounds like a great alternative for, uh, cards against humanity. There you go. I don't yeah. I hate yeah. that game. There you go. But this I wouldn't do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the cleaner version. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty clean, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get right into the huge four. It's my wrestling voice. You like that? I'm I'm ready, baby. Okay. Lay it on me. Let's go. Mark, you want to hit him? Let's get it. What's one thing you wish you have known when you started your career? I'll, I'll go broad here. I don't be afraid. I shouldn't be afraid, afraid of failing, afraid of not doing a good job. Um, you know, it, it turned out I, I did fine with this career. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I do a good job. Um, I haven't, well, I failed plenty, but, um, you know, it's, my failures haven't defined me. Um, and, you know, when something goes wrong at work, 
Um, there's always tomorrow. Usually, if you you know if you work hard, even if something goes wrong, you can work your way through it with the person. You know, we don't always have perfect outcomes in court, so um, don't be afraid of failing. It, fear can be paralyzing, and if you're willing to face your fear, um, fear is one of the things, one of the only things that gets smaller the closer you get to it. Usually, things get bigger when you approach them, right? That's how. When you see something, it works. But, but when you get closer to fear, it actually goes away. You know, you prepare yourself, you deal with it, and you work through it. And, um, you know, so I wish I would have realized that early on. Yeah, I like that a lot. But you did realize it at some point, though. So that's that's good. And most folks, when they meet fear, they do they, they run away from it. Yes. Um, but successful folks like yourselves and Mark and Justin here, once they sense fear, they know that's a green light to go towards it. Absolutely. Good fears, that is. Yeah. You, of course, you don't want to fear over a cliff and run off the edge of the cliff, but I'm talking good fears that will move yourself forward yeah. um, with what you're doing. So fear, fear is healthy. I mean, we have fear for a reason. It's be, right. be, be attentive, be awake, use your adrenaline. Yep. Um, but don't let it paralyze you. Excellent advice. Makes us human. Yeah. What was one of your biggest failures and what did you learn from it? So that's a hard one to choose from because, no, I failed. Um, and I tell people, you know, I failed. I'm not perfect. I'm a lawyer. People come in and they expect all the paperwork to be perfect, expect me to have perfect clairvoyance about the outcome of their case. Yeah. And, like, I'm not perfect. Uh, no one is. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, I I've, I've failed. Uh, to give you an example, um, I, I mentioned I went to college wanting to be a musician. Um, the first college I went to was the United States Military Academy at West Point. And um, I went there. I didn't know why I went there at the time. I thought I went there because it's West Point and there's prestige and mm -hmm. it's a full ride scholarship. And, and looking back, I realized I went there just for that reason alone. I didn't go there because I wanted to be a career officer in the military. And I remember when I got there, one of the first things they said is, um, we're going to train you to be effective killers. And I, if you don't, you don't know me that well, maybe, but uh, I am not a killer. I don't have killer instinct. Uh, <laughs> never fought a man. I, I'm a good runner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not a killer, let alone an effective killer. Um, yeah, I don't want to be an effective killer. Uh, I want to like be a rock star. Right. So I, I hadn't put that together. I was only 18. My, my prefrontal cortex wasn't fully developed at that time. So... Um, yeah, I dropped out of West Point. And um, with that, it, it was a huge failure, although in hindsight it was for good things. But it felt like a huge failure, I'll say. It feels like a huge failure. Um, there was a lot of shame wrapped up in it. My parents were disappointed in me. You know, I went off to college as being like, you know, going to go off and get a full ride. And I came back to town and I went to the branch at OSU it was a choice more than a failure, I guess, right? A career choice. Maybe. It was, it was a choice, but had I been, had I had better insight, I wouldn't have chosen in the first place to go. Yeah. So it was a failure of a forethought, but again, yeah. I was like 17, 18. Um, Young it, enough to make a decision. And it's not really going to hurt you. It, yeah. Yeah. It didn't hurt me in the end, yeah. but at the time I thought it was going to hurt me. Yep. Yep. And um, at the time it was again, very shameful um, it felt like a big failure, but yeah, looking back, um, I'm really glad I'm not in the military. Um, I'm really glad I have my wife and my kids. I never would have met them had I gone that direction. So, um, yeah, again, our failures, uh, don't define us and we shouldn't be afraid of them. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like fail, succeed. It takes, you know, practice to be perfect. Yes. You're going to fall. It's you got to pick yourself up. Uh, yeah. It's, the question is, how long are you going to stay down? Yes. And, and some people stay down longer, myself included. Uh, I was down a long time after West Point. But, mm. um, yeah. yeah, I can speak to, you know, what you said about dropping out. Um, you know, you did it for good reasons. I felt that, too. I was in the Navy. I felt that on day two. Man, how am I going to? This is hard. <laughs> what did I get myself into? Exactly. This was a bad exactly. idea. What did I <laughs> What did I get myself into? And then I realized the same thing you were saying. You experienced the shame. Like, well, you experienced something I didn't experience because 
you know, I pushed myself through it because I was like, I couldn't face that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I had the perception to be like, I'm not going to go home and be a loser. Even though if I would have yeah. done that, no one would have cared. Yeah. But that's the, you know, the like the, let's say, false perception it put into my head so that I could keep going and get through it. Mm-hmm. And once I got through it, you know, I faced that fear. You know, here I am. I made it all the way through. Did my time, got out. Yeah. <laughs> so Are you an effective yeah. killer, though? I'm not a killer. I've never killed anything, except for <laughs> stink bugs. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's another big mistake. Don't kill stink bugs. No, well, he's a vacuum. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. You're, yeah. a, you're a smart killer. I'm a smart killer. Okay, so yeah. I want to go back to the thing you said about the front part of the brain forming. Yeah. What, what was the term on that? The prefrontal cortex. So I'm going to tell my son Rocco, said, look, son, your prefrontal cortex ain't even <laughs> formed yet, so you yeah. better chill out a little bit. Well, so the, what, what age does that form completely? So, so that's an excellent question. <laughs> you know, I was telling you, I'm way into health right now, and, and including mental health. Um, you have different parts of your brain. Um, the, the prefrontal cortex is, um, well, there's something called brain elasticity. So your brain can even change now. Um, but your brain is still developing in that regard, the prefrontal cortex until age 25. 25. And, and so that's, uh, that's where your upper thinking, your higher thinking takes place. Um, that's your cognitive thoughts, your rational thought. And there's a reason why you can't rent a car until you're 26, because people who are under 26, sometimes make impulsive decisions. The, the cool thing is uh, the limbic system part of your brain. That's formed before the age five. And the limbic part of your brain is the fight or flight part. So we we're talking about fear earlier. And it, the more you understand about the limbic brain, the better uh, because uh, the limbic part regulates fear, the fight or flight. You know, if you're a little kid and you're trying to figure out what's safe in the world and what isn't, um, you're making decisions that get buried in your limbic system that you don't even realize are in there. Um, but it, it's a huge formation of your makeup. And so, you know, as mentioned, I'm a family attorney. Uh, I do domestic relations case, divorce, custody. Um, divorce and custody cases, parents who separate can be very, very um, um, traumatic. And so it's important to understand you know, you know, understand your client's case, but also understand the kids and understand um, how you affect their makeup and how to encourage clients to be on a unified front because you got a, a kid who's four. Uh, some some four-year-olds, unfortunately, see things they shouldn't see, and then they're going to have to deal with that when they're grown people not understanding why they're afraid of something um, that may be tied to an authority figure because they had an authority figure that was overly hard on them because it was like maybe a step parent or something. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the brain's a fascinating thing and it's just something I'm really passionate about for my own benefit so I can be healthy, but also for my clients and try to help them make good decisions. So this is crazy to me, right? So, and that, that wasn't just directed at you, Rocco, but anyone under the age <laughs> of 25, under the age of 26. So if our prefrontal cortex isn't even formed, and this goes back to your life story, at the age of 18, we're forced to make a huge decision. Yes. And we're not even fully formed until 26. Yes. So that's pretty crazy. I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do with the rest of my life and make a rational decision. And I can't stop thinking about girls and like who's tech. Te- well, we didn't have texting in high school then, but you know, right. what's going on with my social at high school, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, Where's the next party? Where's the party at this weekend? Yeah. The, those are the important things. Not how you want to make decisions. Wow. Yeah, how you're going to look. We're going to have to change that somehow. So no college until, t- I mean, how do you? <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. You don't yeah. pick your actual, yeah, that's crazy. I think a lot or of we need is, to speed up our brain development maybe. That's what we'll do. Come out with a pill that oh. speeds up brain development. Yeah, no, just be patient with the development. It just takes time and know that you're going to make mistakes as you're developing. Yeah. But be willing to look back and, and uh, improve on where you've been. Once you have more insight, you know. I think a lot of it is being more self-aware. Yes. And, you know, how do you become self-aware? Just be thoughtful and insightful. What, what did I just do? How did that affect this or that? And then you can know if you pay attention, you're present. When you're in a similar situation, you'll know how you would react. Mm-hmm. And you make a decision on that. 
Yeah. So I can tell you, you know, I'm, I don't like those things. You know, I don't like that food. How do I know that? Because I'm aware that I don't like it. I've tried it. And mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. So self-awareness is big because that's what helped me throughout the last 10 years. It's just being self-aware of who I am, being true to myself. Absolutely. The, the more self-aware you are, the further you're going to go with other people. And it's people that get us where we're trying to go. Yeah. And I think a lot of young people are trying to look, trying to make their image towards something else or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Focus on you. It's all right. That's how you get ahead. You'll thank yourself in about 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It makes perfect sense because I've done a lot of stupid stuff up until I was like 25. Okay, yeah. <laughs> made a lot of stupid decisions up until then. Yeah. I got married at 24. I've always said my wife made me a better person. Maybe my prefrontal cortex made me a better person. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding, honey. I love you. That's a total joke. No, she did make me oh, better. That's excellent stuff. Um, all right, we got two more here on the huge four. Go ahead, yeah, Mark. Yeah. Uh, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Uh, people people. My parents, you know, they gave me the tools I needed to, you know, go to school, be successful in school. Um, I'm blessed, you know, start with my parents, but um, present day, you know, my staff, I got great people in my office. Um, I have a a young associate attorney who just started with me, um, who's 26, I think, if I'm thinking this through. So he's, he's uh, you know, he's fully developed now. <laughs> boy. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he, uh, he's awesome. I couldn't be happier with, with who I found. His name's Craig Gill. Um, I've got uh, two ladies that work uh, kind of a paralegal role and a, uh, you know, front desk, the liaison of the office. They're awesome. I mean, I couldn't be happier with the people I have uh, working with me. And I, I trust them. You know, I know that they have my back. I know that they're taking care of the clients. They care about my office and the work we're doing just as much as I do. So 100% people. All right. Give us uh, two books that inspired you. Well, that's a tough one. Um, The Bible's clear. It's been a fundamental part of my life since I was young. I don't do a ton of books. I actually like read for a living. So I kind of hate reading. Like when I get home, it's not relaxing. It's not a recreational activity. You don't escape with a romance novel of any sort. No, no. (laughs) There are books I read along the way um, that like, you know, maybe self-help in nature. um, Just kind of, you know, again, seeking insight. But I usually don't finish them. Nice thing about the Bible is you can't finish it in one sitting anyway. So you can take bits and pieces over time and keep coming back to it and learning new things. Excellent. All right, we're going to get to the rapid fire round. We're going to go round robin, starting with me, go around, and um, just give us the first answer that comes to mind. Okay? All right. Reactionary. Um, rapid fire round. <laughs> Mark, you don't I want to add a sound yet. effect yet? Okay. There we go. Okay. Uh, what is your spirit animal? Hmm. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> if you were huh. to portray yourself as an animal, okay, um, an owl. Okay, the wise yeah. owl. Yeah. Interesting. They can kill. That's a first. But they don't have to kill. You know. Well, I guess uh, maybe they eat mice, but I got to think this through a little more. But I think an <laughs> no. owl. I'm sticking with owl. <laughs> That's, That's, right. That's why it's rapid fire. You have to stick yeah. with it. Yeah. Number two. What's your guilty pleasure? I like food a lot. <laughs> Like any kind of food, really. Um, I think we all resonate. Yeah, pretty. I mean, lasagna, sweets. But I'm more meat and potatoes guy. Steak, chicken and broccoli. Chicken and that, that's okay. My, that's an inside joke. Oh yeah, that's okay. My favorite. <laughs> my mom made a broccoli cheese casserole. That was pretty killer growing up. So, yeah. sounds good. All right, what's your favorite movie? Um, I got a few. Probably all time favorite has to be Gladiator. Uh, Inception is up there. Love that a good one. one. Um, Came out on my birthday. Right on. Now, any movie, I like movies that, uh, you know, are pretty deep, have strong stories, multi-layered, you know, make you think. Mind-benders. Really get you going. Memento, that was a really good one. Christopher Nolan. Was he Christopher Nolan? Christopher Nolan did Memento. Ah, his first big one, and then he did Inception. Yeah. A lot of people watched Memento after watching Inception. 
I did. Oh, oh okay. M. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan type of things. Yeah, anything Twist. that gets you thinking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, where is your dream vacation destination? Um, probably Rosemary Beach, Florida. I hate to even say that because I don't want people to know about it. But we go there a lot. I just booked a trip. And, yeah, it's a beautiful Emerald Coast, uh, white sand, blue or green water. Um, Wow. Beautiful town. It's just a small little town. There's like, uh, well, I don't know how to say it. It's a very family-oriented, very family-oriented community. So you can take the kids there, and it's not like wet T-shirt contest, spring break. It's very relaxed, mm-hmm. family-friendly atmosphere. What's the name of the town again? Uh-huh. Ro- Rosemary <laughs> Beach. Rosemary Beach. Rosemary Beach. Gotcha. Yeah. So Perfect. what's your uh, next one? What's your go-to karaoke song? All the Small Things, Blink-182. Gotcha. That nice. Our band covered that. Hmm. I'm not going to sing it on the guitar here, but uh, there, I have a recording. I Give can, us a little bit, a couple lines. I don't think so. All the, All the small yeah. things. I don't know the words. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a certain wine to it. And yeah, I got to get my pipes just right for that, and I can't, I can't do it. That's but, a rocking tune, though. Yeah. Oh, yep. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. What's something you fear? Um, so this will, uh, you know, this will sound stupid, but failure. Um, it, it's, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm preaching, don't fear failure, but. Um, that's just a part of my makeup, you know, is um, I always want to perform well. And avoid it. And, and avoid failure. So there's always in the back of my mind, I know that there's a possibility that I'm not going to do well. And um, so that's my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Failing at being a good father, uh, failing at being a good husband, failing at being a good lawyer. You just keep pushing forward to that fear gets smaller. Yeah, what you are know? you going to do? Yeah, that's right. You can't stop. No. Uh, what's your greatest accomplishment? Oh. Uh, Probably my family, uh, you know, picking my wife. Uh, she picked me. I mean, you know, it was mutual. But, um, you know, I, I, I found an excellent wife. Uh, my kids are amazing. Um, I'm trying not to ruin them. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. <laughs> me too. Sure you do just fine. Yeah, trying try not to be too selfish. Um, so, yeah, my family, for sure. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, I'm not a superhero guy. I'm sorry. So I got to think about this. Okay, Batman or Superman? I, it's got to be Superman. I mean, superpowers, <laughs> you know, gadgets don't only get you so far. Yeah. yeah. You know, to fly, x-ray. No, he doesn't have x-ray vision. Superman does. Oh, he does? Yeah. Uh, then definitely Superman. That's a good... He can't <laughs> see through lead. Okay. Oh. That's the weakness, lead. Is yeah. that right? I lead, could hide in the battery lead. warehouse. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a good alternative because we've had a few p- folks say, "Well, I'm not really into superheroes." But Biggie just hits them with, you know, Superman or Batman. That's right. Yeah, I like it. Pepsi or Coke. It's like Beatles or Stones. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a little geeky. Maybe Luke Skywalker. You know, <laughs> oh, he's, yep. he's a good counts. superhero. Yeah. Okay. Too. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars. Oh yeah. What's your favorite sports team? Oh gosh, probably Ohio State. You know, um, I hate saying that because it's like everywhere, but you know, I always root for them. I graduated from there. Um, I like Cleveland teams, but I'm a little fair weather. I'll own that. You know, mm-hmm. when LeBron left, I you know I was in Akron Law School, and LeBron was graduating Akron High School, so that was like amazing. Um, you know, he was playing up the road. Um, he he was playing at St. V's, you know, and I'm like I was literally a mile from where there were games and stuff, and then he bought his Hummer. I think it was probably my first year of law school. Oh my gosh. And so, and then, you know, the second, third year of law school, he was in the pros. And so I'm getting together five nights a week with all my friends. Sadly, at the time, I was drinking beer, watching the Cavs play. Um, I quit drinking. Uh, but um, that's all right. Drinking beer can be a happy th- event as well. Yeah. No, we, we drank way <laughs> too much beer. I mean, it, it was literally five nights a week. LeBron was playing, get, get a six pack, come over. We're watching the Cavs. Nice. And then he left, and I'm like, you know. Thanks, LeBron. You made me quit drinking. Yeah. <laughs> At least he was good for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't LeBron, but <laughs> that's my family, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So it's, I'm better for them. Okay, number 10, finally, and I think you already touched on this, but what is your favorite food? Yeah, I mean, lasagna is way up there. Steak, you know, any meat and potatoes, uh, probably lasagna. Now, I gotta go, I'm got i going to pull one out of the past here, though. Uh, 
a little side note about John. You're a P90X alum, if I'm yeah, yeah, not so that, mistaken. And that, you have all this love for all this food. So how did yeah. that work with you having such an awesome result? For listeners who don't know what P90X is, it's a uh, workout uh, program by Beachbody. Yeah. And John had actually had a viral video yeah um where he was showing off his ripped abs yeah yeah i got i got so <laughs> wow um yeah this is this is a little known fact but i'm on youtube got over a million views for is my, it still on there yeah nice yeah, for my p90x video my results video uh beach body actually reached out to me and sent me a contract to market their products and i being a lawyer i had to mark it all back up and send it back and be like no i'm only signing this <laughs> Um, that was kind of cool. And they were like, oh, okay. They ran it by legal and it was okay. But um, no, I, I, I have a video on YouTube. Uh, I think it's called John's P90X Results and Transformation. And um, it used to have music, but I broke copyright law. So they took my music off. So it's kind of boring now. But yeah. That, okay. So yeah, the question was uh, favorite food. <laughs> favorite yeah. Food. I had to fit that in there, though. Favorite food. Um, <laughs> So, no, it's hard because you have to be very disciplined. Yeah. If you want to look good, if you want abs, you know they're they're made in the kitchen. Absolutely. It's way yep. easier to not eat something than to go get on a treadmill for an hour. Right. And lose only three hundred calories or whatever. Like you. So, um, another geeky fact: I weigh all my food now. Oh so, yeah. On a food scale. Good. So I I still eat lasagna, but. I only eat so much. Portion it out. Yes. Yep. I love that. You do that, Pete? Absolutely. Every Sunday. Prep it for the week. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You no. still doing shows, Pete? I, yep. I got one coming up. I'm, I, I haven't been telling too many folks about it because um, I want to make sure I have success there first before I, you know. I, I want Because that way, if I go to there and stink, nobody knows about it. I can just sneak in and out. <laughs> I got <you. laughs> But if I do well, then... Oh, hey, it did well. Let me show you. But again, like you said, going back to it being about you or it being out about you helping others. So I think it's a great opportunity for me to help others. It's a lot of fun sharing fitness knowledge with people. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if we get into that. Yeah, Maybe. actually, um, last week in terms of fitness, I learned that you actually lose weight through breathing. That is how the hey. fat is actually removed from your body. There you is go. It's through the, uh, the chemical process in your lungs and everything. You actually breathe it out. So the lesson for weight loss is to just move more. Okay. Because then you'll breathe more. Therefore, fat is gone more. That's why they tell you to just go for a walk. Breathe. You don't need to go do some crazy stuff. Just go walk. Yeah. Do it enough. Maybe run. Breathe more. You lose weight. It's a thought. It's it's uh, best thing is don't eat it before before you get it. But if you do eat it, breathe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Love it. Hey, man. Awesome stuff, guys. You never know what you're going to get from the Dream Huge podcast. Thank you for joining us, John Boyd, Attorney John Boyd. Appreciate you very much. Um, Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast um, with Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. Um, Anything else, John, you want to touch on? No, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. Everyone, thank you for listening. And as always, remember the rules. Work hard, never give up, and dream huge. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.